Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 6 of Secrets of Shadowloo. This is the day you've been waiting for. Yesterday the text of the opening fiction began, but we were too busy talking about Pantera's crotch for a whole day. Had to be done. I mean, look at it. Go back to the Instagram, look at it. Had to be done. But today, not distracted by Pantera's crotch, because I'm using a PDF and I'm in single page view, I'm finally going to begin talking about the fiction itself, the situation that Derek Savage and Pantera find themselves in as they investigate Shadowloo. Let me set the scene. And here we're going back to page five briefly. Derek and Pantera, they're headed into a bar when all of a sudden a body flies out through the window. Big fight inside. Derek is stoked. He says, and I quote, sounds just like home. Derek, you'll recall, is a leather jacket wearing stubbled bad boy in a bandana, which is why I've settled on a voice for him that is like right between Wolfman Jack and Solid Snake. So the two of them go into the bar because they're street fighters, damn it, and everything is their business. There's no problem in this world that cannot be improved by a generous application of fist fighting, as we will discover. And inside, they find the culprit behind this violence. Quote, who's next? Bellowed a tall man in shades and a trench coat. Two groaning patrons lay at his feet. Bits of broken table littered the floor. The tall man's eyes sparkled blue behind his shades. It was an unnatural blue, like electric fire. The other patrons sat frozen. Wimps, the tall man's voice dripped contempt. And you call yourselves warriors. I call you garbage. Strong words from Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man. So he goes to beat the shit out of somebody else. We're on to page six now. And that's where Derek steps in and decides to face off testosterone to testosterone against Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man. I think, Derek coolly interrupted, that you owe these folks an apology. And a new table, Pantera added. Her leopard growled in affirmation. Her leopard is here too. And the camera, so to speak, is continually cutting to the leopard in this story. I don't know why. We always need to go now for a reaction to the leopard anytime anything happens in this fiction. So Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man, he throws away the innocent bar patron. Now he's got his mark. Now he sees Derek. Quote, blue sparks danced behind dark glasses. Remember, he's wearing sunglasses. Please keep this firmly in mind. Quote, so what if these jellyfish has a tongue? He said as he appraised Derek and Pantera. I know you, you're Derek Savage, the gutter brat of Brooklyn. Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man may know a little bit about Derek, but he does not know who the fuck he's dealing with. Because, as we're about to discover, Derek is extremely sensitive. Quote, Derek swallowed. The jibe hit hard. Anger flashed through him. Excuse me, he replied, less steadily than he would have liked. I'm sorry, let me take that again. Excuse me, he replied, less steadily than he would have liked. I'm not sure I understood that. He's flying off the handle already. And you would be too. Gutter brat? Come on. Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man is lucky to still be alive. I'll use smaller words so you'll understand. The tall man's grin was a sneer. Beat it, kid. Fighting is a man's game. Punks get hurt. Punks die. So anyway, Derek's like, oh yeah, well maybe you should show me how to die. Whatever. And then Pantera's like, no, Derek, please save your strength. And now she's interjected herself into the situation. Obviously... Hurtful sunglasses trenchcoat man has got to take a crack at her, too. Quote, The brat's got a girlfriend, the tall man mocked. 
cute outfit. Pantera unconsciously smoothed the tiger skin outfit she wore beneath her own overcoat. She's doing it too, just like Chun-Li in the illustration from a couple of pages ago. She's also here in a tiger skin swimsuit, essentially, under a coat. Why do people do this at Shadaloo bars? I mean, I've skipped the dialogue establishing this, but they have a tournament fight tomorrow, do Derek and Pantera. Maybe Pantera doesn't have another outfit. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I do not envy her having to clean and dry a tiger skin singlet for her fight tomorrow after the fight she's about to get in at this bar. Spoilers for chapter one, colon, prelude, colon, poison haze. So this de-escalation does not work. Hurtful Trenchcoat Sunglasses Man has begun trifling with these two straight fighters, and he's going to continue trifling with them. Quote, I don't think so. The blue-eyed fighter grinned wider as three others just like him emerged from the barroom shadows, each clad in blue suits, shades, and leather trench coats. I think we're now up to five trench coats in this scene, and nearly as many pairs of shades. So then, you know, it's back and forth like, hey, let's take it outside. Hey, let's not. Let's stay right here and fight. Hey, let's get innocent people out of the way. Hey, let's not. Let's fight right here. Anyway, long story short, they fight. Things get bananas. Quote, from the corner, shades spat and leapt at the other three. Shade is the leopard, by the way. One of the blue-eyed newcomers slashed at the leopard with a knife-hand blow that knocked the big cat sprawling. Pantera whirled as a knife flung by a scar-faced loser nearby flashed by her face. No need for name-calling. We can leave that to hurtful sunglasses, trench coat man. Scar-faced loser, you don't know his life. Fight goes on, fight goes on. People get sucked into it. Apparently there are some other street fighters here who aren't involved in Shadaloo intrigue. They're just like, well, what the fuck? I came to fight in streets. It's close enough. It's a bar. The streetiest of indoor environments. But this is no standard indoor street fight. Something is different. Quote, something's wrong. The thought nagged Derek as he waded through the melee. Vision became a tunnel. Hot breath seared his throat. Stoner, Derek's mentor, shouted warnings deep inside below the swirling rage that drove him from brawl to brawl. I love this character note that Derek is full of rage, but he had a martial arts mentor named Stoner who was always trying to get him to chill out. Unless, as I think likely, Derek imagined Stoner while he was extremely high. It's like his better chiller self. That's my theory. In any case, he hears Stoner in his mind. Don't throw your work away, Stoner cautioned. Think. So Pantera fights, Derek fights, people are throwing knives, shit's out of control. Also out of control is the prose. The author is playing some hot jazz here. Quote, the scrap became a violent whirlwind without honor, skill, or glory. Each fighter had an ugly side that boiled to the surface, and the blue-eyed man ate the rage like candy, spitting it back into the combatants' hearts. As far as I know, not how you eat candy. But that's me. Maybe the author was on a diet. Quote, The sounds of hands smashing tables and shattering glass, mixed with yells of anger and agony in a wild storm of sound. The blue-eyed warrior who'd picked the fight was back. Glass stuck to his jacket like crazy diamonds, and he blindsided Derek as he was finishing off a knife thrower which is reductive, but not as bad as calling him a loser. Derek staggered, but luckily, Pantera leapt between the two men, lashing at the tall one. This is where the internal struggle picks up even further for Derek. New gear. White hot cheese surged through Derek's body, blasting aside the throbbing of the tall man's blow. Kill him! A new voice suggested as Derek shook the pain away. It was cold, this voice. A challenger appears! A new voice! Now we got Derek, we got Stoner, and we got the mysterious kill him voice. Plot twist. Quote, it was cold, this voice, and painfully calm. Stoner's warnings were drowned beneath it. Derek's red rage turned black. Fight, fight, fight. Derek gets further and further out of control. He's getting angrier and angrier. Quote, kill him, the voice repeated. Derek's shot to the throat was pure back alley, dishonorable as sin. It connected with a wet sound, and the tall man lost his smile. 
ah, like Shawn Michaels before him. He'll get you every time. And then it says that the fire in hurtful sunglasses trench coat man's eyes goes out. And this makes Derek kind of sick and kind of happy. Like when you eat the whole pie. Then Derek gets knocked the fuck down by a sucker punch from out of nowhere, followed by a calm voice, a different calm voice. And it says, quote, yours is the rage without reason. And then it says, quote, stay down or I must harm you. The text here says that this is a peculiar Indian accent, <laughs> but I'm not doing a fucking peculiar Indian accent. Quote, Derek glanced up into the blank eyes of Dalsim, the world warrior who could attack from nowhere. On the floor beside them, bright blue fire raced across the body of the man Derek had just slain. The fire consumed the body, leaving only a smoking skeleton, which we must assume to mean that the skeleton is like on fire and there's smoke rising off it, not that it is a flaming skeleton smoking a cigarette, although I think that would not be out of character for Hurtful Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man. Seems like exactly his aesthetic. Anyway, understandably, Derek is taken aback. Quote, what the hell? His rage gave way to Dalsim's calm. Hell isn't a bad term for it, said a young woman's voice. Derek looked up into the dazzling eyes of a Chinese girl in a trench coat. That's six. Chun-Li, another high-powered world warrior. Derek groaned in pain and recognition, which is a weird sound effect. For, I mean, the author didn't need to worry about this because he was writing prose, but how am I supposed to convey to you a, a groan of recognition and pain? Let me, let me give it a shot. <clears throat> ah... So Derek's, all these thoughts race through his head. He's like, first of all, if they're going to be at the tournament, we're fucked. Secondly, I know they're good guys. Are they going to like arrest me or kill me or something for killing this dude? Thirdly, flaming skeleton. I'm freaking out a little bit about that. And then fourthly, self-recrimination. And Stoner is not helping in this scenario. Quote, you did not listen, said Stoner's voice. Your dreams are nothing now. Derek sagged, cursing, injured deeper than the flesh. Way to support your boy there, Stoner. Who needs a passive-aggressive fucking sensei in the back of your head all the time? Every time you fuck up, they're like, you didn't listen. Your dreams are nothing now. Shut the fuck up. Then you fight Trenchcoat Man, stoner. Anyway, Derek is out of it. Between this attack by his sensei, this, this personal attack, and the fear and the confusion and everything, the physical damage, Derek is out of it. Quote, come on, get up. Chun-Li tugged Derek's arm. We have to go. Off to the side, Dalsim and Pantera finished off the last combatants. Bodies littered the floor. Most of them were barely breathing. The bar was a total loss. Derek tried to stand again, but weakness and pain crushed him to the floor. He cursed vividly as he struggled. Quiet, Chun-Li admonished, closing her eyes and lightly touching his temples. I don't know what the fuck Chun-Li is doing here. Uh, there is a healing move called like Qigong healing or something like that in the core book, but it also has stats for Chun-Li and she specifically doesn't have it. So why she's touching Derek's temple, I haven't a clue. M maybe this is just some kind of like street fighter simpatico to center him in the middle of this ruined bar like my trench coat to your trench coat my silly hair accessory to your silly hair accessory because as we discussed last time street fighters are like a people apart this bar is full of regular bar goers a flaming skeleton and four absolute fucking weirdos in various descriptions of trench coat and or body wrap with crotch muscles that can crush stone and god knows what else so maybe this is just a, a little bit of like hey listen look in my eyes calm down this situation is absolutely fucking bananas. <laughs> and so are you and so am I. Just bring it in. But anyway, whatever Chun-Li is doing here, it works well enough for this bizarre quartet to leave the bar as police sirens begin. And we'll pick up the story next time. There are a lot of mysteries on this page. Uh, the, the flaming skeleton, clearly, the glowing blue eyes. And, and a lot of that stuff's going to be addressed later. And we're going to be able to crack the mystery, reveal the secret, I'd rather save those things for those pages. 
The secret I'm most intrigued by is what Chun-Li actually did with the little uh, Kung Fu mind meld on Derek there at the end, but that's not really a Shadaloo secret. That's a Chun-Li secret. To get to the secret of Shadaloo on this page, uh, I have to give you some minor spoilers for the conclusion of this story, where it's going to become apparent that it's not a coincidence that this happened. At least not probably. Probably the effort to corrupt Derek here was the point of this encounter, which is kind of mind-blowing when you think about how this came about. Pantera and Derek, on their day off, right, like the day before the tournament, came to this particular bar. This Shadaloo guy threw somebody through the window right before they came in. Then when Derek comes in, Hurtful Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man is like, I know you, you're Derek Savage, a gutter brat. And Derek's like, oh, you wound me, sir. And then this fight starts, which is a way to get into Derek's head and make him angry and try to corrupt his pure karate soul, right? This plan really requires you to have a Hurtful Sunglasses Trenchcoat Man ready to go with knowledge of Derek and with this ability at the bar already throwing people around when Derek happens to be ready for a drink and decide to come to this particular bar. How does Shadaloo accomplish this? Volume, total saturation. And we know this from the fact that this place is absolutely lousy with trench coats. Hurtful Sunglasses Trench Coat Man is rolling like four deep with additional blue-eyed Hurtful Sunglasses Trench Coat Men. I think this is happening in bars all over the city. And maybe that explains our trench coat question from a couple of days ago. But why did Chun-Li come here in a trench coat? For this plan to work, establishments around this neighborhood have to be full nonstop with violent, hurtful people in trench coats working for Shadaloo, just stirring shit up in case Derek should happen to walk by. What that means to me is that any establishment with heavy Shadaloo influence is going to be absolutely full of trench coat guys. They can't all know each other. It's not like they meet at the precinct in the morning, right? So maybe if you're wearing a trench coat, Shadaloo trench coat guys just interpret you as part of the machinery and let you go. That would also explain why Pantera is wearing a trench coat, but also her distinctive costume underneath so that some well-meaning do-gooder doesn't see you walking around a bar in a trench coat and think, oh, good, a Shadaloo guy. I'll beat the shit out of them and gain honor. Gaining honor gives me a quicker cooldown on my fireball attack. People may think that, but then they look a little closer. They see the tiger skin under the trench coat and they think, ah, that's not an identical hurtful sunglasses trench coat, man. That's a street fighter wrapped in a protective trench coat to keep them from getting sniped by Shadaloo trench coat guys. I think, I think we cracked this. I think we figured out the secret of these trench coats. They're like a uniform. They're like a Shadaloo uniform. And if you don't want Shadaloo to hassle you, you got to wear a trench coat. But if you don't want to get hassled by people who have a beef with Shadaloo, you got to wear something unique under the trench coat. It makes a certain degree of sense. And it's not just me saying that at the tail end of a long recording session. My imaginary mentor, Krabby, who appeared to me after I started drinking all these Krabbies, thinks so too. Join me next time as we delve deeper into the details of the eponymous Poison Haze on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. 
Now get lost. You can't compare with my power.